taken it. You recognize that there are a lot that are going in different directions, and I think those that are working even now with the culinary committee. It's old fashioned day. Amen. And this is my first old fashioned day. So uh, I'm learning as we go. I'm looking forward to uh, to this day. Um, and, and even with this being said, again, we, we dress down and, and uh, you know, look so nice. And, Overall, and some other things, but we recognize that we stand right now on the shoulders of so many. Everything that we do, we do. Amen. You know, it's a throwback equation. But with that being said, we thank God for paving the way for us on this earth. I'm going to go ahead now and do the response to reading. That's going to be Psalm 119, 9 through 16. That's standard 9 through 16. If you'll stand. We always do this to be done in responsive fashion. That's Psalm 119, standards 9 through 16. 9. We're going to do a little fanning. The ovens downstairs have been turned on, so it's a little warm. But look, it was warm back in the day, so we're just uh, this is a true throwback. I'll see you one of those fashion days. Psalm 119, stanzas 9 through 16. There's also how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. So, in your statutes, I will not forget your word. Thank 
Oh, 
For mine, oh Father God, that there are men, many right now that are struggling with the loss of money. Death, Father God, is not foreign to see the top of right now that are even in the midst of us, Father God, that are struggling. Recent loss of those that are close to Yes. So, Father God, we're just asking right now that you put your arms around them. You remind them, Father God, that they're yours. Yeah. yeah. Father God, you never, never leave us alone. So we thank you. And again, God, we pray your blessing. We're praying even now for those that are on the way. We're praying, Father God, for those that are here tonight. Father God, we thank you for the preachers that you brought. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We just sit in anticipation, Father God, and excitement how you move for this place, Father God, your preacher. So, Father God, we pray again for all those who are on the program. We pray that we understand that we all play a part in Pray right now. It's close, Father God, to making that decision to turn to you. So, Father God, we just thank you that we get an opportunity to seek your peace. And bless this to your son and say, Yes,
I'll be honest with you, I'll refuse to introduce myself. Yeah, yeah. I, will, uh, I will provide a little background information um, for those that do not know Reverend Dr. Larry, Larry Sykes Jr. Dr. Sykes was born April 9, 1987, and Larry Sykes Sr. and the late Janet Sykes in the room. He is the middle three children. From an early age, he sensed the call of God on his life. He was baptized at the age of seven and licensed to preach the gospel at the age of 17 in Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church under the leadership of the late Reverend Alex T. Bond, Jr. Larry attended and graduated from the University of Tennessee Knoxville, Tennessee. He earned a BA in religious studies with a minor in philosophy. And while attending the University of Tennessee, he became a member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. <laughs> Upon graduation from college, Reverend Sykes moved to Louisville, Kentucky to attend the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary where he obtained a Master of Divinity in Great Commission Studies. In November 2011, Reverend Sykes received yet another call. God called him to pastor the Greater Good Hope Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky. In his service as pastor, Dr. Sykes led the African city of Louisville to ban the box, removing barriers to employment nearly 160,000 individuals with criminal records. Wow. He also began a new day Bible study and led the church to start several new small groups. Reverend Sykes has received several awards, including the 2017 Clyde T. Francisco Award for Preaching and the G.K. Office Award for Distinction in Church Leadership both Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and the Outstanding Community Leader Award for District 25 of Louisville Metro Council. Reverend Sykes met the love of his life, Ebony, while serving at Greater Good Hope in Naval Marriott on January the 1st, 2013. Amen. They are the proud parents of two beautiful children. Currently, Reverend Sykes serves as the Associate Pastor of Consolidated Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, under the leadership of Pastor Richard Harris. He is also the current President of Christian Education in the Central District Baptist Association, the J.L. Roberts School of Religion, serving over 160 churches. Dr. Sykes is empowered by the Spirit to exalt the Savior. Equip the saints for the work of ministry. Evangelize the sinner to know of salvation in Jesus alone. And elevate society as we share the love of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Our friend Reverend Sykes, he becomes, becomes letter. He comes prepared. And if you've not heard him before, and I say this with all sincerity. Love, love, 
I can say this in my testimony today. This week, I had a great time with my family. And Lord, God bless me to take my son. God bless me to let my wife to see the first time. I get back, and I had already had two friends. God can give me a kid. Uh, one of them did this thing.
great joy that you're going in a short time to talk to you. Uh, and to watch him to be elevated uh, as a physician and pastor and then to come and see your face in terms of reflection in some part of the work that he's doing. God is a good God here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish praise God for what he's done. Thank you so much yeah, sure. uh, for inviting me. And this day uh, and for the next two days. I'd like to preach for the next until I'm done running. And I run into a bird because I hardly ever finish. So uh, I've got at least three nights to try to, to stretch out anyway. Uh, so I want to begin in Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14, look at just today the first 14 verses. And then tomorrow we'll continue with this narrative and see what God will say to us this week. It is us to stand. It is not to stand. I think we should do so. As I put the child to live it, it's better than that it gone in my heart. Exodus chapter 14. And once again, I read in verse number 1. Before I do, I want to acknowledge the presence of that little first lady here. Egypt. Is this not what we said to you in Egypt? 
Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Fear not. Stand firm and seek the salvation of the Lord. Which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight you. And you alone will have to decide. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God will in fact and indeed stand where we may be seated in the presence of the Lord. As I attempt to preach this word, standing still to go forward. Standing still. Go home. Oh. All right. Inevitably, on my children's home, it may even happen today because I track back to Louisville. When I get on 64, heading back, I run into a traffic jam. All right. Without fail. I, I don't know why they're always doing construction like they are. But without fail, every time I'm driving along, I'm going maybe uh, the speed of the 70, so I'm doing about 65. <laughs> Not really. 70, 75 miles an hour. Are y'all listening to me? This right. 75 miles an hour. And as I'm driving, I have to slam my foot on the brake. There's a traffic jam. I want to get home. But on my way home, my journey is home. Some of you all are not going to tell the truth in church, but I'm telling the truth. Come on, I'm not always the most Christian life. All right, all right. While I'm on my way home, I have to stop suddenly on my journey. I've discovered that in me, are some things that God is trying to help me to discover about him in that moment of waiting. I would wish that as I'm in a traffic jam that I could just wave a magic wand, wave my hand to unclog the mess that I see. Yet, with all of my wanting, with all of my wishing, with all of my frustration on the inside, I still have to wait. Life is ultimately like that. Yeah. For all of us will find ourselves on a journey called life. Yes. And God would so fix it that while we're on our way getting yeah. to where God would have us to go, yeah. that God would direct our path to a traffic jam. Right. He'll take our path, our journey, to moments where we cannot keep trucking forward. We just have to wait. Start cussing and fussing uh, and critical and complaining 
about the fact that they have to wait. And when we take that disposition, we often miss the fact that God is trying to teach us some things about ourselves in the waiting period. Yes. This is why my grandma would say every now and then, you can't hurry, God. You just have to wait. You have to trust him and give him time. No long, no matter how long it takes. He's a God that you can't hurry. He'll be there, don't you worry. He may not come. He wanted to come, but he will be there quite on time. Let his people go. Of course, 
you know the story, Pharaoh still had a hard head and a hard heart and would not let God's people go until the tenth plague. God said, I'm going to send the death angel through Egypt and he's going to kill the firstborn son in every household except the house of God that has the blood of a lamb on the doorpost and on the windows. And he said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over. Now some of y'all don't have to learn how to shout when it's time to shout. Because if the truth be told, the reason why you've been delivered out of what you were in is because the blood of Jesus has been applied to your life. Can I go back to what my grandma used to teach me? She would ask me, what can wash away? Take your 
difficulty to show you what's on the inside. And this is what happens with the children of Israel. When they come to this traffic jam, they start to do some stuff that shows the disposition of their heart. Can I walk you through? So this might be some of our problems. The first thing they do is they become terrified. Right. They are surrounded by mountains. Of course, the wilderness is behind them. The Red Sea is in front of them. But here's what's worse. Pharaoh has changed his mind and has sent all of his chariots to come and pursue the people of God. Oh, and the people see these chariots coming. And the first response they give is one of cowardice. So when you're in a tight spot, it will often show you if you are a coward or not. If you are afraid or not. The Bible says they become terrified in verse number 10. They become exceedingly fearful. Well, that's the first thing that it exposes, but that's not all. They not only become uh, cowards, they also become very critical. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens oftentimes when people don't move forward. Yeah. They become afraid of where they are, or they become critical about where they are. Yeah. Moses. But then, because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us out of here, man, why are you bothering us? Didn't we tell you to leave us alone? One of my brothers and sisters here, this man is trying to do the will of God, trying to do what God has sent him to do. And it has led them to a difficult moment. And instead of thanking God for what God has already done, they become critical against God and his man. All right. Y'all not going to talk to me, so you're going to make me say what I really feel I'm going to Nobody gets to know me after this. Brother Pastor, this is why you're going when people start complaining and being critical. Because the truth is, they really want to be critical against God. But they can't get to Him, you the closest man to it. And so they'll complain against you. And against your vision that God has given you. And that's why you've got to know who you are and whose you are. And if God would have you to wait, then wait on Him. Because He's trying to show you some things about yourself. They're cowards, they're critical, but then thirdly, and more tragically, they are complacent. We would rather, as they say, just go back to slavery to God. We would rather to go back to a harsh condition where someone else had ownership over us than to be free and die in the wilderness. They are complacent. And can't you see that the children of Israel's story is much like our story? In many of our churches, now I'm not talking about this church, I'm just talking about churches I've been to, but when a church refuses to move forward, you will see what the people are really made of. There are some people in the congregation who will become afraid. <laughs> they will emphasize cowardice. Over there, I need to tell you that fear and faith don't go together. We are not going to move forward by walking by fear. The Bible says we walk by faith. I wish y'all would talk to me a little while. And not by sight. Oh, my brothers and sisters, there are other people in the congregation. 
congregation who do not become cowards, rather they become critical. They complain about everything. They complain about the color of the carpet. They complain about the carpet on the pews. They complain about who's on the program. They complain about who's not on the program. They complain about everything. A critical spirit. And can I tell you, God don't like a murdering spirit.
not convincing himself that his family had it also. So to get rid of it, he killed his wife and then killed himself. Fear is deadly, my brothers and sisters. But can I encourage your heart with the word of God today? I said, can I encourage your heart with the word of God? Yeah. Yeah. Haven't you seen people in the 
world here today, they're running all over the place looking for some kind of peace. Well, the only thing is they're frustrated because they're not able to find it. And every time something else happens, they run over here, they run over there, saying the sky is falling, the sky is falling. The people of God ought not be seen running to and fro when you know who's in control. You can stand and plant your feet flat foot and dare the enemy to come at you, knowing that God knows how to step in just in time. Even if you're not moving, God is still moving. And he can show up and keep the enemy at bay. He can show up and make your enemy to push through. He can show up and open doors of impossibility. He can show up and make ways out of no way. I wonder if there anybody in here who ever seen God show up for time on You're not tired of me, are you? Stand still. You didn't hardly answer me. I said, you're not tired of me, are you? Stand still. Yeah. Oh, my brother. This is good news. This is advice that would be given when the children of Israel were fighting themselves in this position yet again. I dare you to check out Second Chronicles chapter 20 at some point and see the children of Israel as they are surrounded by the Ammonites and the Moabites uh-huh. and the Midianites who are coming upon them in Jehoshaphat, yes. the tribe of Judah. They are going to destroy them and they are surrounded by enemies and Jehoshaphat says yeah. to them, don't be afraid, stand still uh-huh. and see the salvation of the Lord. Uh-huh. Don't run around looking for another solution. Trust what I've come to provide, that what I am and who I am is sufficient to see you through your waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stand yes. still yes. and see the salvation of the Lord. I like this because the scientists would tell us that actually our body uh, and possibly the to respond to danger, to threats. They say that there are signals that come through our sympathetic nervous system that uh, alerts our brain to get out of trouble before we even know trouble is there. It's called a fight or flight response. And uh, I want to suggest that maybe for the believer there should be a third option that we ought not Fight, no, we don't need light, no, we need faith. You need to be able to trust that God knows how to work it out, even when you can't figure it out, so that you can stand without worry, without fear, without uh, trepidation, and know any moment God is going to show up. Stand still, I'm I'm done now, and see. The salvation of the Lord. Can I rewind and tell you about the points? I want to make sure you get them. He says, forsake your fear. And then fortify yourself with faith. Oh, but then after you've done that, you can stand still and watch God work. Watch God work on your behalf. He says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Now, this is partly a picture. When you are standing still, when the children of Israel are standing still, there's a lot of stuff that they see, and none of it looks like salvation. They see mountains surrounding them. 
They see a wilderness behind them. They see Pharaoh's army on their tail. And here is the word from the man of God saying, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. But you've got to remember that I've already read in the first few verses that God had already given them a prediction of what's getting ready to happen. He says, you know, you're getting ready to see Pharaoh's army come after you. But the army that you see today, you ain't going to see no more. Well, oh God, I'm going to shout by myself. No more. Which means that when you look out and you see Pharaoh's army coming at you, it's not a chance for God to be unfaithful, it's the opposite. It's for God to be faithful. God said that he's going to destroy the enemy. And in order for him to destroy the enemy, you've got to see the This is why I can't keep with the man and claim and call and call and grab and have it kind of gospel. <laughs> prosperity gospel that says when you trust in God, you ain't ever going to experience trouble. That's not the truth. All of us have trouble with our name on it. But I dare you in the midst of trouble not to run all over town, but to plant your feet and watch God work. Show up and 
work on my behalf. So that I can wait and not worry. Is there anybody here waiting on the Lord? I said, is there anybody here waiting? Waiting on the Lord. Just 
Just for a checklist. You've got to believe this thing. And this is a little bit more. And this thing right here. And this thing right
this 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 week we're going to we'll have brief announcements. I want to go ahead and let's close the service. Okay, we're going to have brief announcements. Let's go ahead and close the service. I'm here to be obedient. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy being with you this day. Thank you for listening to me. Orders the steps of a good person. God also orders their stops. And we trust him enough to wait until he clears the way so you can move forward. I want to talk about tomorrow when God gives us clear the way so that we can press forward. And you'll be here. Is it true that you're a possum? <laughs> <laughs> We've done catfish. <laughs> I didn't know I was born and was this a snake. Chitterlings. I progress.